We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to episode 532 of the Barcelona Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Dan Hilton, and a 2-1 victory over Porto in the Champions League has me, unlike Maya Vallecano, where a lot of the matches before that international break, got me feeling like there was a lot to talk about. That finally, after a few weeks, it was a win that some people thought it was a good win, some people still had their issues, and I think, yes, the truth obviously is somewhere in between, and I've got good things and bad things to talk about in these five headlines, but it was nice to see differing opinions about FC Barcelona for once when watching a match. It finally means that there are things to talk about, both good and bad, instead of always having to deal with the bad. So I'm excited to jump into these five headlines. Before that, though, of course, as always, please subscribe or give a good rating on the podcast apps. That's the best way to help the channel, as well, of course, joining Patreon. And I want to thank also the new patrons who've joined in recent weeks. Thank you, especially during the holiday season, for keeping this whole thing going. But without further ado, let's jump in. The five headlines from Barcelona's 2-1 win over Porto. Headline one is strongest 11, and that is a question here because with Gabi's operation having hopefully gone successfully this morning, the rest of this season, and for what has been Xavi's entire managerial time in charge, it's really felt like he's never had his strongest 11 week in and week out, month in and month out, and now with Gabi on the shelf for the remainder of this season and into next season, I'll still always be able to say that no. Xavi does not have his best 11 at his disposal. But as far as the players that he had available for today's match, aside from Ter Stegen, because you could even argue without Ter Stegen and Akipeni in, that is not Barcelona's strongest 11. However, from the outfield players that, again, that he had available, I think there is a fair argument to say that, yes, this was Barcelona's strongest 11. And it fit the occasion, too. Of course, it was sad to see Terry Venables passing away, and he is certainly a figure that I want to focus on in a future episode and kind of deep dive on his time in the 80s, which 1980s for Barcelona kind of get lost in the history of the club because not a lot of winning was being done. Though they did have some European success to talk about, and I was thinking about Venables and 1986 and all that in preparation to this match, where the moment and the 11 should have fit all that. But it was a decision that Xavi had to make. And this 11 really was going to go a long way in terms of even deciding if he might be a manager of Barcelona by the end of this season. I had talked about for weeks now that his seat, well, it was hot enough for Laporta to come out and vocally support his continuity, that being Xavi's. And that only happens when a Barca manager's seat is heating up. 
and things are getting more difficult and he is under a lot of pressure. And Xavi's been complaining about that Catalan press and pressure that he's been under all season and since he even took over. He knew that was coming when he took over the job, but it does feel in the last few weeks that with the results not going his way, this could have been cataclysmic if Barcelona somehow found a way after that Shakhtar Donetsk loss to not qualify for the next stage of the Champions League. Or even losing the group would have been something pretty dire. Headline 2, looking down the left. Because regardless of what 11 that you choose for a match, you have to have the right ideas. And Xavi laid his cards on the table rather early in the way he wanted to set up his tactics. Early on, you saw that Barcelona were looking for numerical overloads on the left, but also conceding a little bit of natural width, deciding to want to try to deal with Porto's counterattack by defending a bit more narrow. That meant that either Cancelo or João Felix were providing the width, but not both. It was either João Felix receiving the ball to his feet on the outside, or it was Cancelo coming inside. The win buildup, it became three at the back. And Cancelo, this again, when Barcelona is keeping possession in their half of the field and trying to build up, break those lines, that meant Cancelo was firmly on the touchline, allowing João Felix to tuck inside and try to play off of Lewandowski. De Jong also with those numerical overloads moving to the left, and Lewandowski shifting over, creating those numerical overloads, as I said, on the left. And offensively, when you had the ball, that made a bit of sense. But then defensively, when Barca didn't have the ball, I was a little concerned from the jump. The press was off in the early going, and I think it will be for quite a bit more time without Gabi. It makes you miss Gabi, of course, presser extraordinaire. But it was also a reminder that Gundogan and De Jong and Pedri haven't played together in two months, and they played just four weeks in total together so far. So they, in fact, have been without each other in Barcelona uniforms longer than they have been together. But that poor pressing isn't just an idea about, oh, it's a shame that Gabi's not here. That allowed Porto, in reality, to come right through the middle. And it was worrying stuff in the first 10-15 minutes for me in that game. The first moments of the contest came, 8th minute for both. Barca's chance was a long shot out by Rafinha. Having one, sure, when you have the space, at least it showed that somebody on Barcelona wanted to make something happen. And Porto had one soon after. There was some conversation about the midfield as well, and I want to focus on that here. Because yes, De Jong, he was going over to the left, but he was also going over to the right and dropping into the back three and kind of playing that free role, being everywhere, as we saw last season with Busquets. But that means if you're going to give that kind of freedom to De Jong, then you are going to need some kind of reference point. And while Gundogan, I, I thought, was set up when Barcelona had the ball in Porto's half of the field, like a traditional pivot in buildup, sitting at the base of that attack, but obviously that's not always the case. So Barcelona were doing a lot of building up through the lines from their own half of the field as well. And Barcelona were very direct. So not a lot of Pedri or Gundogan getting on the ball because they were not settling in into Porto's final third much in the first half. So obviously it's not a single pivot of Gundogan. If anything, it was a single pivot with De Jong as a defensive midfielder and as Gundogan as a reference point as this left interior that is not a high left interior that we usually see with Xavi's teams, but in fact one that was much more of a box-to-box without much movement. So it is a very different profile of what we're seeing. And when you have that freedom from De Jong, but Gunnar isn't necessarily a ball winner and neither really is Pedri, that does mean that Barcelona is susceptible to those counterattacks through the middle of the field. And we saw that plenty in that first half. Headline three from behind again, because that worked through the middle, that's what led to Barcelona going down. And Jackie Pena did have a good save two minutes after that shot from Rafinha that kind of got proceedings going. But again, Porto coming to the middle. Galeno finding space between Kunde and Araujo, making his runs off of Toremi, who has both Kunde and Inigo Martinez's attention. So that left Galeno pretty available in that first half. And that's how the 1-0 happens. 30th minute, terrible defending in transition. And I'm not making excuses for Barcelona. This is one of those that's so bad, that's truly so awful on the counter, 
that I say this is an example of something that can't really and shouldn't be happening again. I know that they are giving up goals. And there are other moments when I've given credit to their teams, including Rio's 1-0. But this is just terrible defending for Barcelona. Inigo Martinez undone, and he's been really good. But this is a bad moment for a guy who's been really good, including in this match. Inigo Martinez undone by Galeno. Brings four to the ball as well as he made his move past Inigo Martinez. And then Pepe bounces on the rebound and De Jong gets caught flat-footed. Scattered defending as one long ball. Here's the problem with this counter too. One long ball that Kunde couldn't chase down, which brought Inigo Martinez to the right side. That completely undid Barcelona's shape on the counter. Arau and Cancelo were also both caught upfield. So yes, De Jong was caught flat-footed, but he was defending at the left-back position for Cancelo because both Araujo and Cancelo were caught upfield. And that is the main defensive issue with playing Cancelo at left back and Araujo at right back. Neither actually understands when to do what. They know what to do, but it's, they don't know when to do it off one another. So that's the goal. They go down. And while the equalizer was scored right after that, instead of kind of going positive, negative, positive, negative, and making a nice little sandwich about it, let me get the other kind of negative slash positive thing out of the way here. I want to talk about Rafinha's performance as well as what that meant for Lewandowski. Rafinha so many times in this contest, this is the compliment, okay? Rafinha so many times in this contest held the ball too long or was looking to try to get fouled. And what that did was it delayed runs and got Barcelona all out of its rest defense shape because everybody is anticipating what he's going to do next instead of making runs when he receives the ball to keep the ball moving. And Rafinha works so, so hard and he's looking to do and break the game open and make things happen. The same reason why it took me a long time to really get frustrated from a really rough run of form from Jao Felix because they're trying so hard to make something happen, but it's not working within the systems and parameters that Xavi has put on it. And I think that's one of the reasons why in the last two games, Xavi's going away from that positional play a bit more. The return of Frankie de Young also does have a role in that to play, but for Rafinha, he has to release the ball earlier offensively, it's all breaking down. And when he gets his goals, yes, he worked hard for him. But I also understand you can't just pull him out of this starting 11 because the reason why he is still probably part of Xavi's best 11, even over Lamine Mall, is that defensively, Rafinha is so useful. For the very same reasons why he's frustrating on the attack, it's useful to have him putting his body between the man and the ball and getting those fouls and getting Porto out of their own rhythm. That helped them to keep possession in the 68th minute and other times. But in the opponent's half of the field, it shuts everything down. So the same good things that he's doing in Barcelona's half are working against him and the team on the other half of the field. And that is leading to some of those counters. When he gives it away by making that cut into the middle of the field, and then Gunawan, Pendry, and De Jong are kind of trying to find the space off of him, but he makes one extra move or two extra moves, that means that they're then out of position for everything coming the other way. So I don't know how to fix that problem or if all of that is truly on Rafinha or it's on other people or I'm not sure what it is. But the Rafinha concern is a real thing that I would sum up as the difference of him with the ball, which is a frustration, or him without the ball, which is really, really beneficial to the club and why he's starting over Lamini Mall. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you think of great duos, who do you think of? Jordan and Pippen or LeBron and Dwayne Wade. I mean, I talk about basketball a lot here on this podcast, but for the Barcelona version, there's PK and Puyol or PK and Mascherano. Or the easy example of Xavi and Iniesta. And as you can hear from my voice, the perfect teammates aren't just professional athletes. It's cold season. I guess the flu and cold medicine, perfect teammates as well. But in this case, when it comes to growing your business, that's you and Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. To be honest, I've been doing this show long enough, and as I mentioned, it's cold and flu season. You hear it in my voice, especially during the holiday season. So whenever it comes to this business, anything that I can set up and kind of have working in the background that I know and can trust is just plugging along without my attention. Those are the things that I really value at this point. So when my brain is foggy and all I can do is manage to turn on the microphone, talk to the guest, or just talk to myself and get out a piece of content... Everything else, having that all automated or working in the background, that's been important to keeping me sane. And that's the thing about something like Shopify. What I do love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So no matter how big or small, how good of a month or how bad of a month, things are just the same working in the background. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs on every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tbpod, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash tbpod now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash tbpod. Headline four is Colossal Cancelo. You knew eventually I would get to be talking about the positive stuff, and it starts and ends with the 10 of 10 performance from João Cancelo. The 32nd minute, as I had already mentioned, the goal that was scored by Porto, the equalizer came soon after, and it was an important answer as well. Instead of Barcelona ever really truly feeling like they were chasing this game, immediately getting the equalizer put them right back on equal or the front footing, especially at home. Good to win the layoff to Pedri. Nice switch to Cancelo. Switching. Really, really important in this game. We'll talk about it throughout the rest of this five headlines, but it was a nice switch to Cancelo. He beats one, and Porto were caught sleeping. There was also a ton of Barca shirts in the box. Five total when Cancelo released the shot. Lewandowski had dropped deeper, so Zhao Felix made a run off of him to get into the box. Gunnarwin was also making the run forward, anticipating some kind of rebound or something coming off the boot of Cancelo, and Rafinha was making that run to the far post with Lewandowski. Then again, I said, in behind him, and Rafinha making that move off Lewandowski. That is how you create confusion and space in the box. One switch puts you on the front foot, you beat a man, and you throw bodies into the box to create a shooting lane. That is how simple it could all be. And it makes me wonder, why does Barcelona not do that every single time? So once the equalizer came, then came some of the frustration. Xao Felix skied the go-ahead goal in the 35th minute. 
It was Rafinha cut back and Jao Felix couldn't get anything on net. For as good as Kinsella was on the left, Jao Felix was worse in that first half, which is why it remained 1-1 for a while. 42nd minute, Rafinha misses one this time. Pedri intercepted Diego Costa's pass and it got deflected, but Rafinha put the rebound wide, another opportunity missed. Then Inaki Pena on the other side, full stretch save at the end of the first half to deny Varela, got enough to punch it away, a really good save. And I even mentioned before this game that Inaki Pena, this really in his career, unlike everybody else, you say it's a make or break game, get him out of my club. But for a backup goalkeeper with Ter Stegen questionable for this and likely back on the weekend, this can make or break Inaki Pena's career. A good showing in the Champions League because there is so little film of these backup goalkeepers in big matches or important matches. There were six games he played for Galatasaray. This is the most important game of his career. This was a day for Inaki Pena, and he came up huge on the day. I'll keep mentioning his saves throughout these last two headlines, but I want to make sure to be clear that he was huge in this match, and Barcelona do not win it without him. Second half comes right at the start of the second half. Jao Felix inches from the go-ahead goal again, hitting the crossbar at that time. Bad news, another miss from Jao Felix. Good news, Barcelona started on the front foot, something they have not really done in the last few weeks of games. Right after, Cancelo gets an interception, and Jao Felix wide less than a minute after the crossbar hit. And it does seem obvious, I'll say it again, but this is Cancelo's best showing in a Barca uniform since Betis Antwerp. And it does bear thinking about the thing I mentioned right at the start of these five headlines about those numerical overloads on the left that just don't happen on the right. Whether he was playing right winger, which I thought was his worst position, or at right back. I think those numerical overloads on the left, I think, have a major thing to do with it. But I do also think that the movement of Lewandowski was better today. The movement of Jao Felix off of Lewandowski was better today. And as I said, Rafinha worked really hard and missed a lot of chances, but put himself in really positive spots. I thought the movement of the front three was important and created space for Cancelo. Speaking of that space, 2-1 comes in the 57th minute, another buildup from their own half, that being Barca's own half, and it's another switch. This time from De Jong, Cancelo and Jao Felix playing together, Cancelo to Felix, back to Cancelo outside, and then the really nice final ball in, one that Balde does not yet deliver. Hopefully he will someday, but he does not deliver this ball for the one-time pass in and out from Jao Felix, and for a guy that missed a ton in this game, a tidy finish for Jao Felix too. Is it a positive performance from Jao Felix? Just like Rafinha, you take the good and you take the bad and you kind of take the win with this one. I'm not telling you that with Barcelona overall, but I'm saying with these two forwards who missed a ton of chances in this game, you take some of the good that they put themselves in good spots and Jao Felix got one from one of those good spots. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. And then headline five is keep it tight or don't. And that's at that point, Barcelona, yes, they would have gladly liked to get a third, but you also got a sense that it wasn't going to come. So they had to batten down the hatches and get this result no matter what. You can't play scared, of course, especially at home, but Barcelona didn't go into a shell or anything like that. They still kept trying to play. 64th minute, another switch from De Jong to Cancelo. Lewandowski gets ahead on it, but Cardoso had it well defended enough where he couldn't get that being Lewandowski enough power on it. 71st minute, how does the shot not come off from that move? I don't know. Cancelo plays Jao Falx in behind, and either he couldn't find the right angle, but Lewandowski was wide open, and either he, that being Lewandowski, was indecisive and hit the ball first time, it's probably Lewandowski to blame, or the pass wasn't where it needed to be, but frustrating nonetheless in a moment that should have put the game away. Inaki Pena, another save in the 72nd minute, as I promised. Then the 75th minute came along as Al Felix off for Ferran Torres, offside anyway, but immediately skies went over after just coming on the field. At least Ferran Torres was ready to go from the moment he came on the field, didn't have to get accustomed to the game. And the game really was opening up after Ferran Torres came on and not fall into that danger of allowing the opened up game to put them on the back heel. They kept pushing forward, which, as you know with Barcelona, is the best way for them to defend as well. 80th minute was one of the two scary moments late. They were very fortunate that being Barcelona. The run down the right for Porto, Inaki Pena, and a scramble of bodies involving Inigo Martinez, Kunde, and Gundogan. You do need some of that luck. You do need some of those moments in the Champions League, and you got one there. Torres then misses the net after the Rafinha deflection moments later. Frustrating again. 82nd minute, Kinsella rewarded for his good work by limping off for Balde to come on. They say cramps, so hopefully nothing more than just cramps, but Kinsella gets the deserved ovation. Man of the match, his best performance in a Barcelona shirt. And actually, honestly, while I say for Jao Felix and Rafinha, one match doesn't change your mind, I don't know. This might be one of those because remember, he's on loan, but Barcelona would then have to go out and buy him. I think Barcelona, more than Jao Felix, are really considering Kinsella after a game like this. I will say it was also much better by Barcelona, even with Balde coming on, keeping possession and kind of keeping hold of that match in the last 10 minutes or so, really taking the sting out of the game and pinching Porto into their own half. Rafinha, almost a spectacular bicycle kick as he came off for Lamine Mall in the 89th minute, get to his standing ovation, but Diego Costa saved it at his near post. Wonderful delivery from Gundogan as well. I would have liked to see that highlight. Those can be really important things for not only the player, but for the fans as well. Just being able to celebrate a bicycle kick. I mean, look at what Garnacho did with Manchester United. Has he been good this season? Ask a Manchester United fan. Have they been good this season? Ask a Manchester United fan. But you saw the way that that bicycle kick circulated and it made everybody feel like having a much better season at being Garnacho than he is. But it does galvanize the fan base a bit too. So I think that positivity would have been helpful to watch and rewatch and rewatch and rewatch that highlight. But Alas, Rafini goes off to the standing ovation. I already mentioned, I see his work rate, why he got the ovation. I also see why he got a few jeers earlier in that first half as well. Good and the bad from Rafinha. The late moment from Toremi, but right at Inaki Pena. So at that moment, you kind of take that exhale, you take your breath, Barcelona survive. They have now won three consecutive home UEFA Champions League matches for the first time since three matches way back between November of 2019 into November 2020, and Xavi has finally gotten to the knockouts as the manager of FC Barcelona, which, yeah, it seems like not a lot, but after, again, three years of doing this and that not being the case, 
That is a lifetime. So I look forward to the knockouts with Xavi in charge. I think, obviously, he'll at least be in charge of those, regardless of what happens with Atletico Madrid and Girona. But I do think with Atletico Madrid flying high, Girona did settle for a draw. Yesterday, I think Barcelona does have a fighting chance in both those matches. But those matches, very much like today, isn't about building something. It is about surviving. It is about getting your three points or for those two matches, six points any way you can. So I do hope you return. You come back. I do plan on having a podcast coming out between now and then. As I said, there's still even more to talk about with this match and these five headlines and maybe some of the bigger ideas that Xavi kind of showed us a little bit of in that second half from Raya Valcano, showed us more of today against Porto, and I hope continues on against Atletico Madrid and Girona. So again, if you could subscribe or give me a good rating on the podcast app, best way to help the show and all that stuff. But as always, until next time, we're Barca.